there's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But gotta eat the booty like groceries. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Although we have a representative in Congress who... They say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. What? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. Make them make you slap somebody. Keep bending over like that. It's a nice deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, not the way I would have started Friday. To be honest with you, I, uh, if you've been with us to start the program out the, the previous couple of days, you may have heard that. I don't know how. I, I don't even know how it got brought up, but my my mom is somewhat is friendly with Lou Graham a little bit. His kids go to the school where she teaches. She's always telling me like what a great human being he is. He's so nice. And I think secretly it's like my mom wants to call him a fox. You know what I mean? Like how an old person would. But she but she feels like it's gonna be weird, so she tells me like what a good person he is, what a good heart he has. And I'm like, oh. To me, she, she likes the bulge in his Wranglers. That's what that is. That's what that means. I know what that means. It's like the same thing when I look at a stripper and I go, Mom, she looks smart. That's the like, <laughs> exact same thing. I like the plastic surgery that's been done. I know that, Ruse. Ugh. Dude, there's so much stuff to get to this morning on the program. We're going to have Munch on at 7 o'clock, thank God, because yeah. there's a ton of sports talk. ton of sports. Brown's got their man. LeBron bought a house in L.A. Apparently, it's the second one. People are freaking out. Got a lot to get into there. Excited about that? Apparently, your kids will learn certain tasks better if we dress them in weird things. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. We're going to get into that a little later on <laughs> the program. All right, then. Yeah. 745 will tell you about that. But before we go anywhere, in this program, yeah. in the ship of comedy, <laughs> right. we, uh, we, we have to address the elephant that, that is in the hallways of where you and I work. Okay. But uh, coming up before us is the holiday season. Indeed. Right? And you and I have made backhanded remarks about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much everything. As a matter of fact, we were reminded of it for about an hour yesterday in the principal's office. No, but you and I will occasionally make backhanded compliments over the fact that there's not a lot of rapport. Like certain departments, stick, it's very clicky here. If you're in one department, you stay there. And I don't know why that is. I don't think it's necessarily that people don't enjoy one another. I just think it's like people are entrenched in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and we're not a very big building. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the small nature of it kind of makes it... Uh, I'm it sticking just, with my kind. Well, yeah, I'm sticking with my I kind. I don't get shipped in the yard. And, 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 and oftentimes there's just nothing... Uh, there's nothing like pushing that, that that agenda. There's nothing like making that, you know, making things like that happen. There's, exactly. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing that builds that As camaraderie. There's almost a force working against it. <laughs> right? And so now in the hallway... 
We have flyers up. Okay. Because apparently, Fantone, you yeah. and I both yeah. and the rest of the building are now invited to the iHeartMedia Akron Canton Holiday Celebration. Yeah. Thursday, December the 21st, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Guess where it is, buddy? Where's it at? That Christmas bar. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Which is where Matt Fantone works his 14th job. Because <laughs> apparently he's a Jamaican cab driver from Queens. That Christmas bar, by the way, is uh, right next to TD's on Tusk. Indeed it is. Apparently, uh, Fantone, there will be food, drinks, prizes. You and a guest are both invited. Oh, nice. Please RSVP. And then this guy actually puts his, like, I, I like. So I scratched out his cell phone number because I posted this this very well put together flyer, Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Also on Twitter at Stansbury Show is how you follow that. And like, so in radio, you kind of get like two guys in charge at, at the same time always, right? Yeah. There's a guy who handles programming and then there's a guy who's like the head of sales, okay. right? And so these are the guys who like put these things together. Right. And our new or actually, it's the HR woman, or or whatever, that, or okay, that, or right. that, right? And that's probably more true here. And our head of sales is newer. Like he's not brand new, but he's newer. Like he's under a year old here, I believe. Yeah, right. And he's a nice enough guy, but nobody really knows him yet. You know what I mean? It's like somebody new starts at work. It's dude. It takes a year before you're like really like who is that? Who? Is, what kind of person? Like this and that. It takes you a while to get out of your shell too. I right mean, before you'll let somebody else in. Especially you. as management, you know, you right. really as you come in that first year, you kind of have those to dudes you know at yeah. arm's length because yeah, you can't yeah. tell them too much because I don't know if they're dude. Here's the thing about radio people. I got no reason to trust you no. and every reason not to right. because you work in this industry and everybody's shady, right? Now, he seems like a nice enough guy, but he's new is my point. And then we got, you know, the old standard boss there. Good old sausage fingers. Chubbs <laughs> is what we used to call on the program. Chubbs. He and one, he hated it. So we no longer call him Chubbs <laughs> because he asked me so very nicely in his office one time, quit calling me Chubbs, you dick. So I've decided not to call him Chubbs anymore. But these two cheese balls are back to back, wrapped up in Christmas lights on the front of this on, the, on this flyer, inviting me to this Christmas party, which honestly might as well take place in a morgue. Like I don't, because again, like there are people in this building. All right, let's play true or false. Fantasy. Okay, true or false. There are people in this building who, if you pass in the hallway, you will definitely say hi to, but you haven't had a long form conversation with in over a year. True, people I, I've ha- not had a long form conversation with in four years that I've worked here. True, one hundred percent crazy. True. Now, now throw on top of that, there's only thirty five of us. <laughs> like, thank God this is in public, right? That's the first thing I thought. Because if this was in the office, how weird is that? Oh yeah, we're all just standing around a crock pot full of chili and like you know. And then I turn into the crock. Out of rage. That's what happens. But thank God this is at that Christmas bar. Dude, let me tell you what you should do. What is that? Dude, you should just bitch out on this and work. Like, you should be the person. Like, dude, if you're going to be stuck there with all of us schmucks drinking Rudolph teenies, pretending we like one another. Right? They at least get paid. Sorry, guys. I'm working my fourth job. I'll be there, but I'll be serving you. God, how terrible is that, dude? If maybe it's... they'll feel bad and give you some money. <laughs> maybe, maybe it will be. Maybe, maybe some coal to burn in that fireplace you got in the house. <laughs> Who knows? 
I wonder. You got to wonder. Do you think anybody from the office is going to show up in one of those new reindeer boob sweaters? Have you seen this thing? <laughs> I have seen those. Have you things, seen that thing? Like I, I have can't. Seen those I can't believe in 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 the sexual harassment awakening era we're in. The, the the sweater that makes your boob look like a like like a reindeer is like the thing that people are thinking is funny and wearing to parties. Um, I'm gonna put that in the same category as like the Maggie's onesies and yeah, and the onesies. And I don't think many people are actually doing that, but I don't know. Maybe they are out there. All right, so the meggings thing, okay. which were man leggings. Yeah. So Lamar Sharp got me into something here. Oh Lord, we're a we're, we're <laughs> dude, dude. We are not walking around moose knuckling with Lamar Sharp. No, he like. told no. No, I swear to God, I think we do. I, I no, I think we have to. No, he convinced this woman that works at CSE that he could get me to do this. And like, I went to his toy drive. She was like, "Hey, I hear you're wearing meggings. I got cameras. I will, no. when are we doing this, bro? You and Lamar Sharp wearing meggings. I want you to. I want you to remember how tight leggings are. And in the crotch area, there is going to be a giant. And I mean a giant discrepancy between the two of you guys. Yeah, I thought about that. Are you having kidding me? No, that's because I'm going to release the Stansberry Show coffee mug that morning, and I'm going to smuggle the first one in my pants. I'm going to take, I'm going to take Lamar to Shame Town. Is what's going to happen until I go home and take a shower and realize I should just slit my wrist in there. Jeez. Yeah. Let me tell you what's not smart. What is not smart? Open up the show bashing the company and their Christmas party. <laughs> right. My mom's getting stuffed up by Lou Graham. And Well, Dick, that was you. See, see, notice this? Look at that, dude. Ten minutes it was. And the revisionist history. As if like it was my like I'm the one that took us there. Think I was just playing I Wanna Know What Love Is to start Friday morning? That's what I was doing? Probably would have been kissed, huh, Betty? Maybe even a little Metallica. Not giving you the smooth stylings. <laughs> hey, I want to want to smooth up and stand for his mom. Not giving you that. I wouldn't do that. Sounds terrible. I do want to talk to you about LeBron James. People are freaking out about this. Let's do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Ray Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I'm Rock 106.9. We have some charge tickets. We'll pass those out here. During the program, 1-800-243-7625, the number you need. Canton Charge taking the floor tonight at the Canton Civic Center. You're cordially invited. Tickets still available. CantonCharge.com. Want to remind everybody that you're also cordially invited to the iHeartMedia <laughs> Aggregate <laughs> Holiday Celebration Thursday, December 21st, 3 p.m. That Christmas bar. Next Friday, uh, it is Cavs Night in Canton. Uh, so that means the C-Squad, the uh, the, Ca- the Cavaliers girls. I believe Ahmad Crump is going to be making an appearance. Oh, you've is got, that right? You've got Cavaliers legends coming down to sign autographs, take selfies, do that whole thing. Tickets still just 8 bucks. You get a dope retro t-shirt, and uh, it's all brought to you by the Salvation Army. Tickets available there at CantonCharge.com, or you just buy a pair when you come to the game tonight. Makes sense. Ahmad was awesome when we had Ahmad. Yeah, I'm going to make something happen there. I don't know if it's going to be him. I don't know if it's going to be a legend. I don't know, but something will happen next week. We'll get somebody on. Hey, Ahmad, I'm sorty, buddy. You're a legend in my book. I don't know why Fantone's not giving you oh, legend ca- Cavaliers <laughs> legends, I'm saying. Like, players legends. <laughs> I know. That guy's good at what he does, man. And I, oh, would, I would, crump, yeah. I would have to imagine you have a whole new respect for that as you're like kind of doing that kind of stuff for you know the charge now. Yeah, like when I watch Cavs games, I kind of like, all right, well, what's he doing? How is he doing that? Like, what makes him so good at that? Uh, so you know, just maybe, yeah, maybe like the JV version of, uh, of of you know of Ahmad Crump. There, he's uh, he's up on the radio. He's you know doing Cavaliers games, and I'm like, yeah, me too, man, me too. I want to be like you when I grow up. White out my crumb. 
Possibly. It's pretty, that's pretty interesting. That is, that's what they might call me. So I can't decide if I should just start promoting our Christmas party. That's an event? N- that's not a public... <laughs> right. As like, dude, what, imagine that. Like, if I just took ownership of this, started promoting it as like a Stansberry Show event, and like, we just filled it with listeners, and like, we hijacked our, our company's Christmas party. Well, what I will say Holiday is... Holiday party, sorry. Is they don't like close it down. It's not like we rented out the room. It's still open to the public. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like exclusive. Oh, then we're doing that. Well, dude, hey, Thursday night, or th- next Thursday? Afternoon, December, the, uh, no, I'm sorry, the 21st, 3 p.m. Okay, so not until, next Thursday, but the following Until Thursday. question mark. You decide when when oh. the hilarity and fun ends. Question mark. That's yeah. always a good, uh, it's always a good time. You know, yeah. it's a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Um, so people are upset with your boy, LeBron James. They're right. mad. All They're right. mad. Right. And, 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 and I don't even think it's anger. I think really what it is is fear that he's going to yank his talents out of here once again. And people think, now, if I'm reading this correctly, because he already owned a home in Los Angeles. Yes. That LeBron James has bought what they're calling a second home in Brentwood now for $23 million is what he paid. Okay. Now, I could have swore his previous home in Los Angeles was in Brentwood. So to be, because when you think about LA, it's like, well, dude, it's kind of big. Right? So right. it's like, all right, well, you know, you never know. And, you know, he's got a billion dollars. That's all from the money Nike in the world. Right. right. I mean, it's, in, in a, it's one of the biggest cities, you know, in influential cities. So it's like, it's not like, you know, this is a regular person. LeBron can just kind of throw money around yes. in this and that. Yes. Well, yeah, he's got the cash. But you know what will happen here now is, is that people will start to draw the line, oh, he wants to play in Los Angeles. Um, I, I, I guess we're looking at that from the perspective of people who aren't like unbelievably wealthy because well, I mean, LeBron can buy a house in every state and every city that he wants to. I mean, like how many homes does the guy own? You know what I'm saying? And do you expect them all to be in the market that he plays in? Do you expect him to be like, all right, well, Hey, I'll just go buy another house in, in Northeast Ohio. It's like, why, I mean, why would you, when you have that kind of influence, when you have that kind of cash, well, I, I would have I mean, a house in all the cities. You could make an argument. He probably has the nicest house in Northeast Ohio. Dude, he has already. a mall, dude. That right. house, that house is unfathomably big. Like, it's sick. like, it, like it's it, it, it is. It's it, like it's not like it's like oh, dude, that's a mansion. It genuinely is like the size of a mall. It's like <laughs> honestly, it's it, that house is so big that if he wasn't paying all that money to send kids to college, you might find people standing on the outside of it. You know. Chanting the a hole chant, you right, know what I mean? Right, because right. that's how big it is. But luckily, I mean, not luckily. I mean, you know, he's a good dude, so he's pretty charitable. But you have to offset that. This is this is just the the doom and gloom of the Northeast Ohio sports fan. Um, first of all, really, when we get down to it, if LeBron decides to say, you know what, f it, I'm leaving. Um, who are we to say you can't go to Los Angeles? Who are we to say like, oh, pff, you can't, pff, you're screwing us over? He delivered his promise. He brought the championship here. And and without him, dude, the drought still exists. It's still happening. So, like, it, you know, I do I want the guy to Man, leave? How bad of, would they be right now? Of course, I don't want the guy to leave. But he he did what he told me he was going to do. You know what I'm saying? So, so promise kept. What you do after that, man? I can't. I, you know, if I, I'm going to be honest about it, I want to be angry about it. Like my, my 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 desire would want to be t- to like hey hate on him for it. But that's exactly what it is. It'd be me, me, you know, being a hater. Right. Because, and what I don't want to do is walk back on something I know I was saying before, which is leading up to the first championship. And I believe that's, I'm saying that right, because I believe that they may win another. I don't know if it'll be this year, maybe next, who knows. But I believe they have it in them if he stays to win another. 
But leading up to that, I believe I would probably, I mean, I just know me as a person. I'm sure I said things along the lines on this very program. Dude, if he wins one, I don't care what he does after that. Just give me a title. I've been waiting my whole life. Never thought I'd see it. Never thought we'd get close. The Browns are in disarray. If he gives me this, I, I-, I love it and he can do whatever he wants. I- that just sounds like me. And so I don't want to walk back on that. Also, I work in a job where mobility can be king. And it's very up and down, much like, you know, sports can be where it's like, what have you done for me in the last five minutes and the team trades you or lets you go, releases you and this and that. And so I want mobility for me. And so if that's what I want for me, then I, I don't know how I knock LeBron for it. Instead of focusing on the fact that LeBron has put forth the best three-point shooting um, percentage uh, year in his career at this point, well, and, and, 43% behind the arc, proving that his game is diversifying, he's becoming a better basketball player. Can you make the argument he's lost a step in athleticism, not nearly, as thunderous, not nearly as thunderous as he once was? Yeah, I'll live with that. Sure, you can make that argument, but when you become a better back-to-the-basket player like he has, recently when you become a better three-point shooter the guy's diversifying how he's able to play the game instead of focusing on the fact that the Cavaliers tonight are going for their 14th consecutive victory which will set a franchise record instead of you know, focusing on the fact that, that Isaiah Thomas is returning instead of focusing on the fact that the Cavaliers have the, 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 the capabilities to make a move for a Marcus Gasol or DeAndre Jordan or somebody who will change the team nope, nope. We've, dude, the most efficient shooter in NBA history DeAndre Jordan now granted it's all from two feet out but the yeah. highest, field, highest field goal percentage of anybody in NBA history. So like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's a stat I love. I, I feel like that's a pretty decent stat. I don't know about that. Instead of focusing on all these positive things where it's like, like where it's like, hey, Cavaliers are doing things that can make this that, that make this championship a second championship seem more likely. Oh, dude, it's going to it's going to Los Angeles, bought a house. No, they're de- they're definitely is, yeah. Nah, sometimes it, 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 that is true. It's like people just love to be miserable. And it's what you've been conditioned to have by your sports teams for all this time. And there's, it, it, there's discomfort in giving up your misery. And that's, uh, that's a little weird. You know, as a guy who thought maybe he's going to take a look at Lonzo and say maybe that's where I want to go. Dude, Lonzo, it looks like it, it, that thing may be two years before they really get it figured out. So I don't know if that's what he's going to want to do. I, you know, I think he's probably leaning towards leaving. I, but but I don't know that. But that would and it's just because that's what we've seen him do a couple of times, where he always says, "I don't know, I don't know, let's figure it out." And then all the way, he tells you he's not going to do the thing that the rumor is that he's going to do. And then sure enough, what's he do? He does the thing that the rumor was. And so like I'm leaning towards he's probably going to go. But I'm with you. I got a title, and he's making a hell of a run at another one. And they're pretty damn good. And you know, and after losing Kyrie Irving, by the way. After having to go through that mess. Now, some people want to blame LeBron for that. I don't totally know who's to blame for that. Some of the things, you know, Kyrie was saying after that were a little nuts. So, you know, they're going for 14 in a row. You're right. Franchise record. And it, you know, they won me a title. So if he wants to go, I'm going to hate it a little bit as a, somebody who wants the Cavs to be great. But ultimately, I'm not going to knock the man for that. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, get his take on John Dorsey, Brown's new GM. Apparently, Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network says he is an accomplished guy who loves to sit in a room and dive into tape. And I saw some of the picks that uh, he had drafted while he was with Kansas City, and he found some winners. Now, I don't know if that means that he's going to be able to turn this thing around, but he did find some winners in Kansas City. I was amazed how uh, 
how the news came down about Sashi Brown yesterday, and then almost immediately this news came now, out. No, see, I'm relieved by that. Because that, that to me, sends me the message. That's much like how radio would do it. Like, they already know who the dude is. While they're, when they're concerned that you're not going to re-sign your contract, they're already talking to the next dude. Believe me, I saw it. Hey, leave him and stay here with this dude. I saw it. And so, like, this is the Browns having their plan, knowing what they want their, knowing who they want their guy to be, and going and getting him, and then moving forward. I like it. Now, does he automatically start with the Browns? Is that like is he is, is he an employee today? Does it like does his tenure begin now? Or sounds I like the sounds like the best first question for Munch. Okay, okay. So we'll talk to him at seven o'clock about that. Every once in a while, we'll examine memes that are getting popular on the internet. And sometimes we'll make fun or, you know, and then sometimes, yeah, all right, there's a little bit of logic in that one. That one's all right. But I keep seeing this one posted around. And it just, I, I, it's not like it's wrong or offensive or stupid so much, but it's just like, I don't know from where like these, these new age mind riddles come up, you know, come from. And I'm seeing a lot of women post this. Would you rather do three years in jail? Or seven years in a relationship with me. And it's like, this is like the new like Facebook meme that's like all over everybody's page right now. Okay. And so I asked myself, I can't think of a person that I could not live in a relationship with longer than I could do time in jail. Yeah, this is jail we're talking about. I think it's fairly evident that the person who, who put this together has never been to jail before. Like, right. <laughs> like, like, how... <laughs> How awful are you? And why are you opening this wide, gaping door into people to like ridicule you? Because you know what people are going to do. They're going to be like, not you. You're awful. Because I mean, to prison, I mean, that's going to be the first 50 comments is people trying to be funny. And so ultimately, then you are going to lead yourself into the like the numbers that we always hear about, about people who are online too much have like depression and they, you know, secretly they're, you know, they're angry. And if you just walk, you know, barefoot on the earth because it's got a negative charge, you'll be okay. Yeah, 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 as long as you do that and log out of Facebook, you won't be a mass murderer. You know what I mean? It's like, like, of course, I'm going to choose a longer prison sentence without the actual bars. I can cheat on you. There ain't no cheating on C-Block. Right, 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 right. I mean, you can be <laughs> like, in a terrible relationship and, and, and grit your way through it. That's considerably better than jail. And all this boils down to is attention. And people are like, give me attention. Show me attention. Blah, validate blah, blah, me. Blah. Right, right, right. Tell me I'm important. Maybe somebody will tell me why they would like to be in a relationship with me because I'm so awesome. But like, I mean, if, if you're, I don't know, if you're a 17-year-old, if you're, you know, 19, I guess maybe because you're dumb but like dude if you're a grown adult and this is how you're spending your time and this is how you're like presenting yourself to the world like it's just time to like i just reevaluate it's like is this really who i want to be showing the rest of the world that you know hey and that's the thing too is we always tell kids like well once you put it online it's there forever well once you once you've presented yourself as this desperate insecure person you're always going to be that people you're always going to be that person in other people's eyes right 
Yeah, I, I always say it's like when when you see people who talk about how they're done being walked on, they're done being right. treated. It's okay. like, no, all you've okay. done is show me like the last 30 people that you were with walked all over and you. And essentially inviting the one out of 30 terrible dudes you haven't slept with that is on your Facebook feed like, oh, man, I can treat this woman like crap and who cares? She's not going to do anything about it. Maybe she'll post a Facebook meme in six months about me. I am an incredibly hard person to be in a relationship with. There are times where I'm just moody. I can be up and down. I can, uh, you know, I can withdraw. I can talk too much. I can, I, I, dude, I got a lot of stuff going on. And I can, dude, a lot of women who have told me when they have left me said, dude, I love you, but you just wear me out. Like, I'm just worn out. And and I get what they mean. I, I Believe me, I, I think it's why I'm so tired all the time. Where it's like, dude, I can't believe I got to be this guy again today. Like, so, like there, there's, there's some of that. But nobody has ever related being in a relationship to me as being in prison. Like, to, to, like, how awful have you been? Like, why, 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 there couldn't be an easier choice. Again, like I said, you can cheat on a relationship. You're not cheating on C-Block. What is it with you people, man? <laughs> like, why do you gotta, like, why do you need this over your morning breakfast? Like, I don't understand. Like, I know, well, you know, that's weird coming from me. But, like, I just don't understand that. Like where? Well, like who's making up these mind riddles that we all think are so clever? Um, it's somebody's out there because there's there's you know once you got something that goes viral and once you're a Facebook page and you can start selling advertisements and what it all boils down to is somewhere along the line somebody's making money out of your desperation out of your out of your willingness to to, okay. to look like a fool. All right, again now see you open the door to something else that I that I've been struggling with online where it's like. You got to leave Gary V out of this because Gary V's actually made a ton of money. He's run a lot of successful businesses. And so there's some real things going on behind what he says. He's a little out there, but there's some real success behind what he says. Where, dude, these like motivational speakers that are like getting famous on Facebook now. It's like there's this dude from Houston. I think it's Houston, Texas, black guy. And he's, he is, he's charismatic as hell. And he gets you all fired up. And he's got like this six minute video about never push a loyal person too far. Cause once they're done oh, and you Jesus. won't understand how their oh, life will be God. better and your life's going to be miserable. And oh, it's yeah. like, and it's like this guy is now turning a profit, turned into like an internet superstar. It's like, what have you accomplished? What have you done? How are you able to get to lead these people into this and to where you're now turning yourself into a millionaire by just quoting books that people don't remember reading in seventh grade. Right, right, right. Just by, just by spitting platitudes out of your mouth. Um, it's, 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 it, it, dude, I mean, number one, it's a sign of the times we live in, in the sense of you, you, all you have to do is, all you have to do is get something to pop. All you have to do is hit that, you know that what note, re- and all of a sudden, it's, it's people are like, well, yeah, he's reputable. Yeah, I believe in him. Yeah, of course. You know You, you know what it reminds me of? And I forget the exact title or the uh, I, what I should say, the number of the book. Is it the, the 73 Laws of Power or the 37 Laws of Power? Whatever that book is, It's what's funny about that book is that it's compiled by, yes, platitudes and half-truths and all this stuff, but it was compiled, and I say compiled because it wasn't written by the guy, and that guy's only accomplishment was putting that book out. And yet every rapper in the world reads that book and now goes, this is what I'm going to do to build my rap empire. It's the same exact thing as that. It's just we're, we're turning every single one of these things into that. I just, 
I don't know. You know, it was, I know it was like a week ago we were examining how do people get sucked into cults? And I was like, how did people get sucked into the cult? Well, these are like the new version of cults. Now, you're not drinking Kool-Aid and dying and this and that. So ultimately, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. But still, it's just it's very strange how people get moved around the board like that. We're going to talk to Munch about LeBron buying a second house in L.A. and also John Dorsey taking over the Cavs GM job. I'm sorry, Brown's GM job. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Yo. We're also on, on the WRQK.com. Munch, you got me, buddy? Baby, I got you loud and clear, there brother. You go. All right. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were having some connection issues coming back from break there, and uh, it's good to have uh, Munch on Sports joining us. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And as a matter of fact, today you can catch Munch as he'll be at the Goodyear Blip Hangar from 3 to 6 this afternoon for Toys for Tots. Munch, that's uh, that's awesome of you for doing that, man. Thanks for that. Oh, uh, bro, I'm honored they asked me to do it, and thank you so much for the plug. And i got to get this out real quick. I called the story of Uncle Frank, okay? okay. And, uh, you know, we've talked about our dads before. My dad was a, a, a Marine. He was a factory worker. Hell, he took the bus two days a week when his car didn't start. Right. But I'll never forget being downtown Cleveland, holiday shopping one time. We took the bus from uh, Broadway and 55th, and it used to be a little place. Picture Heggie's over on West Tusk, okay, with yeah. the lunch counter. Yeah. There was a place we would go and get a cup of chili and wait for the bus you know, to warm up. And to me, it was the biggest thing in the world. I will never get the funkiest dude in the world. My dad's saying something to somebody, you know, standing outside, coming in, sitting next to us and having a cup of chili with us after the guy left. I'm getting, I'm getting emotional telling you guys, Dad and Matt. Right. I said, Dad, who's that? He goes, Uncle Frank. And I didn't think anything of it. Well, we get home, and it was a dude, you know, panhandling out front that was hungry. My dad said, you hungry? He said, yeah. He goes, come on in and join us. Wow. And I got to tell you, you know, my dad probably had a scrape for bus fare most days. But he always said, hey, you got an HBO, you know, an HSO, help brothers and sisters out. So whenever you hear me refer to Uncle Frank, that's who it is. All right. Well, there we go. Munch, uh, uh, that's a very cool story, man. And, again, he'll be at the Goodyear Blimp Hangar this afternoon from 3 to 6 for Toys for Tots. Let me get uh, right into the Browns right out of the gate. Yeah. John Dorsey, new GM. And uh, Fantone had a great question this morning, so let me, uh, I'll just ask you. Like, he always has great questions. Like, when, uh, when does he start? Is he, like, is it, it, like, does he hit the ground running today? Or, like, like how long do we got to wait? Like, what, what happens now with John Dorsey? Well, you know what? He was, quote-unquote, uh, available. And I'm going to tell you this, because when Sashi got let go yesterday, I'm thinking of two things. When they said Hugh would be retained, A, the players have to support him. I guarantee you that, or they wouldn't retain him. But B, that they had somebody ready to go right. and already talked to him and said, hey, we got to, I want to give Hugh one more shot here. And that person had to agree with it. Although, you know, if they start 0-8 next year or 0-4 even, don't know if he's going to be around. But I have a feeling. That he's going to hit the ground running, uh, you know, contract signed. He is the new general manager. Get in the office, get out, and guys. The best thing I heard out of him. And look at the playmakers he signed. Hell, for Kansas City, Hunt, kid from Willoughby South High School, Hill, and right. Travis Kelsey. Who, by the way, next to me is the next coolest white dude that dances pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the bottom line on all this is that now the draft choices mean something, and he's got to get to work something else. I know he's being fair. I look at the other guys in the front office. They got to go. And I'm shocked they weren't even gone yesterday. But he has been in the past been quoted as saying it's got to be 85% like Sam Matiglio 
Riquiliano told me two years ago when Sasha was hired, not 85% analytics. It's got to be 85% football, mind, eyes, and heart. That's your analytics, your eyes, bro, and 15% of the freaking number crunching. So I agree with that. Yeah. He's got a, he's a football guy. Did you guys tell him excited about the Browns? I don't know. Well, now let me ask you. Does this yeah. really mean that he was retained, or are they just waiting to do this as like, and they're going to make this John, Dor- you know, his his first piece of like official Browns business? Oh, you know what? No, you know what? They don't have intentions right now okay. of getting rid of you. Now, say the last four games they get beat fifty five nothing. This actually should fire you and the team up a little bit, okay? Because okay. draft choices think. mean something. The sixty million to buy free agents mean something. And so the fans listening to their show say, well, what do you mean much? They had those, they had that money before, they had their draft choices before. Yes, but as I always pointed out, Sashi had no idea what he was doing, who to choose. I mean, heck, uh, Stevie Wonder could have picked Miles Garrett, you know? Right. So the bottom line here is that, uh, yeah, if, if something outrageous would happen, or, you know, there was a power struggle, there's no doubt with you and Sashi. If he would try to pull something like that, oh, he'll be gone tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, I saw that uh, Hugh and Sashi hadn't talked in over a month, I think Mary Kay Cabot had yeah. said. So that obviously is not a good you know, in, in environment to try to get victories in. So as John Dorsey walks into work today and he kind of looks at the mess that the Cleveland Browns are and, and, and we look towards the Super Bowl of the Browns season, a.k.a. the draft. I'm glad you mentioned it twice, Munch. What <laughs> does he look for with, I think, what is it, like 100 draft picks they have yeah, next 13 year? How does, he, how does he address this upcoming opportunity for him? Well, guess how he addresses this. What's the most important position in any sport? The quarterback in football. So, you know what? And, again, i got to give Hugh props on this one, even though, yes, we don't like his clock management. Yes, when there's too many men on the Guys, i got to tell you something. When I see too many men on the field, especially on special teams, Discipline. my son played Division three football. I, on every special team, in four years, they never had too many men on the field right. penalty. But here's what he's going to address. He's going to say, you know what? Totally unfair to you. And I can't believe you didn't pound his fist and stomp his feet. Maybe he did. Then how could you go into a season, basically? They knew Osweiler's days were limited. He showed us nothing. How could you possibly go into a season and even win? And it's not fair to Kaiser with Kaiser, Hogan, and Kessler. Here's his first priority, guys. He's going to get a veteran quarterback. So don't flip out with, oh, my God, you know, A.J. McCarron or somebody's coming in. They never should let McCown go. But also, I agree with that. He's going to take a highly rated quarterback, maybe number one overall, as they should if, if he feels it. So that all of a sudden, say you've got Josh Rosen, you've got Deshaun Kaiser, you've got an A.J. McCarron, quote-unquote. I like that freaking quarterback room, you know? And McCarron, or, or someone of that ilk, let's, you know, Josh McCown ilk, will even know that, you know what, my career is coming to an end. You know, I'm going to start this year. We'll see what happens, but I know that, you know, after every play, I want Kaiser on my left. I want the new quarterback on my right, and we're going to talk about what just happened. We're going to look at the iPad and see the coverage they were in. That's his top priority. That's what he's going to do. Oh, and then guess what else? By the way, wide receivers are not the same as centers or guards on a line, okay? He's going to get some talent there, even if Josh is able to make it. And guys, I'm still praying every day that I don't even know if he'll make it through the season. Still not saying the right things. But the bottom line is just he needs some weapons. And you know what else? We need a running game. We need defensive backs. Spend some of that money. Oh, he's got a tough job in front of him, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, they haven't won. I mean, they haven't been a winner in like over a decade. 
And, uh, you know, I I didn't think Sashi knew what he was doing, right? No, and, he didn't. I've said that on more than one occasion. <laughs> I, uh, he had no freaking clue. And I want to be a Hugh guy because I think he's one of these guys that, you know, kind of speaks the language, you know, younger player, millennial player. I think you can kind of relate and do all that. And I think it is important and, uh, you know, all that. And I think there's some of that in there. The clock management is atrocious. But, you know, you bring up <laughs> – well, you do. You bring up some of the sloppiness on the field. It's like, well, dude, Sashi wasn't doing that, though. So it's like, right. you know what I mean? Oh, like, no. So how much of this really gets fixed today is what I'm saying. Is like it, 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 if the problem is 100%, how much of it got solved with the GM position? Is Was it 40% of it, 60% of it? How much of it got fixed? Oh, right today, I'd say more than 60, 70 wow. or 80 wow. because there will be talented. I'm wondering, and I'm not sticking it for you. See, now, he hasn't been good. In fact, you know what? And I know it doesn't sound like a lot. The 2 and 10 sounds better than 0 oh and 12. I mean, there's it been does. a you know, hot. Kaiser's freaking running the option, pitching the crow that he fumbled that time. You know, letting Kaiser change the play on a quarterback streak last week. Fourth and freaking one. Your snake bit because of Kaiser getting stopped at the goal line. So you try to run two chops and wide. And he gets stuffed for a two-yard loss. I mean, you know, so he's crossed a couple, too. But just the attitude, just the, wow, we have someone who knows what he's doing. There's going to be some nervous people. You know what? I say... 70% of this got fixed today. Who's got a coach wow. better, too? But, guys, wait till you hear this. Talking about Green Bay coming in, I made some calls up there. I yeah. said, who are we going to see on Sunday? They said, you're going to see the Green Bay team that lost to Pittsburgh by three. You're going to say, big, uh, so what? No, Pittsburgh's very good. We know that, okay? Mm-hmm. You're going to see that team. And I was also told that some of the assistants have firstly been told that losing to the Browns Sunday could be a fireable effect. Wow. How heavy is that? Wow. You know, you're in a playoff hunt at 6-6. Six and six. Your starting quarterback's gone down. You're starting to pull it together with a running game. That You know what? If the offensive and defensive game plans aren't good or the, you can't run, it's a fireable offense for someone to lose this football game. That's heavy. Munch, I, I, as you're telling me, you think 70% of it got fixed. To me, At least 70, brother. To me, in my mind, that should equate to five wins next year. If, it, oh, if, 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 it, if the problem's 100% big and we fix 70% of it, I should ask for five wins. Now, I'll be honest with you. I like John Dorsey. Like, I, w- like when I saw some of the picks he made with Kansas City, I feel opt- – what I'll say is this. I feel optimistic about John Dorsey. But you know what it reminds me of, Munch? If I'm What's gonna, that, brother? If I'm going to be 100% honest, and some of this is just being a miserable Ohio sports fan, <laughs> all right? Just, just <laughs> some, some of it isn't. But aren't we walking into Mike Holmgren territory here? No, not at all. You know why? Why? Because Holm, Holmgren was asked to be the quote-unquote pseudo-owner. I'll say this from my heart. Okay. Sadly, there's still a big problem. We still have Jimmy as our owner, okay? All right. But he, he has seen the error of this way, at least when we have going on now. No, you know, Holmgren wanted to take the money and run. He wanted to come in at noon, leave at 5. I'll tell you this. So do I. Have you seen what Pat, what Pat Shermer's doing in Minnesota as offensive coordinator? Right. That yeah. is Pat Shermer. If Holmgren wasn't so, I don't want to, so freaking lazy. There you go, guys. No <laughs> violations here. He would have said, listen, man, Jeannie's going bye-bye. I am going to be the head coach. Pat Shermer will be joined at my hip for one, two, maybe three years if he needs it, and then I will turn the reins over to him. No, Dorsey's not going to be that way, man. He is going to come in, and he is going to rock. If he was a scoundrel, 
I'd be the first to tell you. All right, I'm being asked by Twitter to ask you, and you'll know better than I will. Personally, I'm hesitant on the guy. I'm worried that his game will not translate to the NFL, but I'm being asked about the possibilities of Lamar Jackson being taken number one. Okay, bro, a year ago, I would have said absolutely not. Okay. This year, I've taken a step back and saying, you know what? Dang, that son of a gun looks a lot better because I'm sure that he realized, too, that he needs to be more of a quarterback. I would not take him at number one, though. Okay. All right. There we go. Uh, one more before I let you go, Munch. And again, you can catch Munch this afternoon. Goodyear blimp, uh, at, you know, hanger, twice for tots, three, uh, three to six out there. He'll be out there with our good buddy, Jim Albright. And Munch, let me ask you this. Will you, will you settle everybody down about LeBron James buying a $23 million mansion in Brentwood? Like, people are already freaking out. Like, he's going to play for the Uh-oh. Lakers. Like, like, what do you, like, what's your take there? Okay, number one, please don't try to cross I-76 by Holman High School today, okay? <laughs> or try to get to the, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame by crossing 77 from the other side of the street. That's what the big thing is now, guys. Right. You could, you can, I can count it on, on, on all of our figures combined, which would be what, uh, well, seven of mine is <laughs> Okay. Okay? That's the big thing now. All these kids. LeBron's had a house there. Remember last year the right. guy paid a race of sayings on the gate? Yeah. This is nothing new. That's the new thing. For a while it was like, oh, I got to buy a recording studio. Oh, I got to buy a body shop. So if I see Sandsbury's car with, you know, uh, more neon than mine, then I got to freaking get mine and I got to get mine like, you know, the shocks put in so I can go up and down a little bit faster. No. The big thing is getting a house out there. I'm telling you Keeping guys, with the Joneses. Okay. This, this is going to be the greatest Cavaliers team you've ever seen. They're going to beat the Warriors. As long as Kyrie's in the East, LeBron isn't going anywhere because even though he's being a gentleman about it, he doesn't want that SOB to win anything, okay, That's other fair. than games in a regular season. There's Mark, uh, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports, <laughs> weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. But today, catch Munch at the Goodyear Blip Hangar from 3 to 6 for Toys for Tots. Munch, we'll talk to you again next week, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Keep me rocking, baby. Absolutely. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. Phantom, I got good news for you, buddy. Good, I need I, it because I feel like you're a little tired. All right, a little I, bit, a little bit behind it today, man. Yeah, I, I kind of am. I uh, I got called into the Christmas bar last night. Somebody, uh, okay, now it's making sense. Somebody, uh, somebody got called away, so I had to go in. So uh, yeah, your boy was slinging uh, elf teenies last night. I uh, I got good news for you. All right, we're off on Monday. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, I forgot about that. Like, cause we had scheduled our vacation. And then, like the like the system you use to schedule the vacation was like, uh, "Hey, morons, you guys got one more day in here." Right. And so then I remember we're like we just slapped it together. We just picked a random day, oh, yeah. and we had picked this coming Monday, three day weekend. I know. Yeah, I know, dude. That's such good news. Yeah, I'm worried. Why? I just, dude, I've been itching to do bad. Okay, All I've right. been itching to be wrong, to like drink too much. Yep, be in the bars I shouldn't be in. Yep. Meet somebody maybe that I don't care about. Right. I, like I've been itching for like wrong activity to be in my life for a while. Like I've been scratching at the surface of it for a while, and I worry that what happened was is I didn't let it, I didn't let the monster out of its cage. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I just waited until he's too hungry, and then it's gonna be like, what? And that dude, you had three days away, and dude, you couldn't even handle it. Just, just, just whoremongering out there. I just, just gonna be just, just a, a, a liquor machine. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know, but I feel, 
Yeah, I feel like let's go. Let's a, a little bit of a, a little bit of danger sounds good. You know, I, I think when 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 you've lived a lifestyle, it'll like, probably just be complex carbs and bed by nine. <laughs> but like, who knows? Let me li- let me live in, in in my dreams. When when you've lived the lifestyle like you have and 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 I have, and like we've definitely lived a party lifestyle, especially through our younger years. I think you and I have both grown up uh, during the tenure of this show, and probably even a little bit before that. Um, but there is something about it where it's like God. I just need to raise hell. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. And 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 as long as you can be, this is why dudes who are married freak out at bachelor parties. Oh, lose their minds, dude! Lose their minds. We're doing all the drugs. We're doing all of them. Meanwhile, they're face down. Nine (laughs) fifteen. Everybody else is on the party bus. Like, look at John, just peeing in his pants, face down, spending. Dude, going to that ATM in the strip club nine times. It's like, dude, no, stop spending that money. He doesn't care. Phone would be ringing off the hook, but it's dead because he had to answer the call from his. Wiped 27 <laughs> times about where he was. Downtown Canton, look out, I guess, this weekend. I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean? Because, dude, here's the thing. Like, I'll say this, and then I'll go home today and be like, yeah, all right. You got a couple of days, so you, you know, like, let, let, just go out and do something, like, fun. Yeah. Just go out and, like, drink too much, have too much fun, do, do a little bit of that. And then I'll be like, all right, so I'm going to take a nap so that way for Friday night when I'm out, like, I, I won't be super tired from waking up at 4 a.m., right? And then I'll go home and I won't do it. Don't don't make it tonight because tonight, dude. Fri- Friday's always tough for it's anybody. Hard. Anybody who wakes up at the butt crack of like before the butt crack of dawn knows Fridays are tough. Well, man. I, I always say, and people are always so shocked. Friday is normally the night where I'm in bed earlier than any night of the rest of the week. And here's why. My, your mind starts to play tricks on you when you wake up really early in the morning for work. And that is. On Thursday night, you start thinking, I only got one more. Nah, I can stay up. I can be tired. I'm fine. Who so cares? like last night, I went to bed at 12.15. Yeah. My alarm went off at 4. Clint Parker's taking care of all the heavy lifting. Right. It's going to be fine. I dude. got Munch. Right. Munch will, start to, Munch will say 50 fifth to Broadway and homie <laughs> 75 times, and we're halfway home. Right? It's like, next thing you know, you're up at like 12.15 playing Star Wars Battlefront like an idiot. You know what I mean? And so then you go home Friday afternoon after work, and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Recharge the batteries tonight. Is that what you're thinking? Tomorrow, I'm saying get at it afternoon. I'm saying like three, four before it really gets dark. Oh, dude, I think I'm too old to day drink and anymore. And then get at it. Dude, I'm not saying noon. I'm saying like before before that like that nighttime hits and I think you're going to be on to a winner tomorrow dude because you're going to be well rested from today. Um, if, if there My are, buddy's been hitting me up once to go out tomorrow That's night. what I was going to say. Yeah. If, you've got, if you've got a wingman in the, in the, in the Rolodex there, dude. I don't want to say who it is because I don't know if his wife knows he's going out tomorrow night, but he hit me up the other night and was like, dude, I'm down to do something Saturday night. That's exactly what you need. You need to get the boys together. You need to, you know, you know, send out the bat signal and you make know, it happen. Thing. Dude, I found this. I didn't even really know this, but dude, a buddy of mine from like where I grew up right. just moved to Canton. Right. Oh, because, he came to Long Haul, yeah, right? Okay. But yeah, my buddy Jeff, because he just took a job, you know, at, uh, at the airport. At the Akron Canton Regional Airport, there, he, you know, he took a job there, and so like, dude, he just moved to Canton. I've known Jeff forever, so like, maybe, dude, maybe I'll call him, get my other buddy together, and maybe we'll go be those old weird dudes at the bar who shouldn't <laughs> be there. Maybe that's what'll be happening. It'll be awesome. I'll reclaim my youth by being looked at by people that will never have sex with me. Right, hot hot bartenders at Buzzman are gonna be just like oh shaking my their God. heads at me, like, no, dude, this I've heard guy. you. All you do is go on the air and tell everybody what a miserable dick you are to date, but you think you're gonna be able to weasel your way into my my panties? No. Yeah, I probably should stop being so honest on the Yeah, radio. probably. No, Stansbury, right? he's a great guy. <laughs> I'm the best. He's a, he's a thoughtful lover and partner. <laughs> yeah, thoughtful is what I am. Compassionate even. Yeah, I don't know. So yesterday, dude, I almost got a little scared in my apartment. All right, what happened? All right, because there was an event downtown in Canton because, you know, 
I don't know, for some reason, if they don't if they don't close down Market Avenue four times a month, like God forbid. Inconvenience, yes, but I will say Important, I'm, I'm I know. glad that that kind of stuff happens. I agree, I agree. But my parking lot, yeah. or the, I should say not mine because that, that's not where I park, but the parking lot next to my apartment building yeah. gets used anytime one of those things is going on. So now I got like trucks backing up at like 7 o'clock, beep, beep, and, like outside my window. I can't hear Sons of Anarchy on Netflix. I'm freaking out, right? <laughs> okay. And so I was like, all right, well, maybe it's a garbage truck picking up the dumpsters across the street. I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. So I don't even get up, right? Right. And then it's like a half hour later, and I'm just sitting on the couch. And again, I'm watching Sons of Anarchy, a crime show, so gunshots not necessarily outside the realm of possibility in the program. No. Right? And so then I just start hearing, like pretty loud. And I was like, dude, is somebody getting shot down the street from me? Like, Which I live, is a very real possibility. Like, I live really close to the police department. You would think it wouldn't take this long for, like, sirens to start going off, and then, all out and i so finally it gets to be infrequent like it's not like right so i was like man that might be gunshots man because it's like you know it's like you know seconds apart and like all that stuff right and i was like you know don't i don't want to be one of these complacent fat americans it's like people are just getting mowed out over right. the sound and you're just and, sitting there watching tons of anarchy, watching right. sons of anarchy like that ah, sucks to be you dude so like I go to the window and I do that like that that pussy American thing where like I pull like I pull the blinds out and I'm like all right well I don't see anybody shooting like an AK we're probably all right right and then I look up in the sky and I realize oh it's effing fireworks ah. and it's uh, because I live a little bit outside of the square there like and so then it started they they started to go off enough to where you could tell what they were. But at first, I was just like, dude, somebody is licking shots off just in the center of downtown. But it turns out, no, it was just light up Canton yesterday. Yeah, light up downtown. I uh, I kind of forgot about that. That was even happening last night. Hopefully that was a, uh, what do I want to say? They bust people in. There was like four school buses. Well, good, man. Good. That's Next m- to my apartment. Nah, people were loud till like 10, 30, <laughs> 11 o'clock last night outside my windows. Remember we went to light up downtown? I think it was like two or three years ago. Yeah, this is embarrassing. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Well, you might have something embarrassing. The thing where you and I went to light up downtown and remember there was that kid just lying on the ground oh doing snow angels <laughs> just so freaking funny and there was no snow he was just <laughs> he was doing, doing mud dirt. angels just laying there in the dirt <laughs> like just like you, he was crying but you could tell he was faking it <clears throat> he was just like trying to make his parents so miserable they would just take him home and I just saw so much of myself in that kid. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was the fat cheeks or just resorting to being a dick to get your way. I don't know which one it was. But one of those, maybe it was the combination of the two. But that kid and I, we were kindred. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want brownies too, kid. If you're having trouble getting your kids to focus and stay on task, it might be what they're wearing that's the problem. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here from North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist, and they repair every make and every model. And they also have state-of-the-art paint technology. So no matter what type of accident you've been in, they can get your car back in pristine shape. Call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason for a no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com for more information. North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Did you hear the rejoinder piece saying 
we're not the only thing getting lit this morning. And people pointed this out for our Christmas party, our company's Christmas party flyer. I actually posted a, a photo of it, facebook.com slash Stansbury Show, or on my Twitter at Stansbury Show. And I didn't even see that where it's like like our bosses are wrapped up in lights and it says, it's lit. <laughs> it's lit. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't even notice that. But December 21st, the, I guess the, the, they are doing a Christmas party for us. I know it was a, like about a week, week and a half ago. We were speculating on the program whether or not they would. And they are. They're just doing it Thursday at 3 o'clock for us and our plus ones, which whose plus one could be anywhere at 3 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon? Uh, hey, you guys point, yeah. You guys work in radio. Your better halves are probably unemployed losers. Bring them, <laughs> bring them th- Thursday at 3. I mean, that's a little weird, right? I um I think it, it, that's kind of how like when people get married out of town and they invite you because yeah, they know you're not, not coming. coming. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly why that why they did that is what I'm guessing. I wonder what the uh, I wonder what the what the what the what the bar policy is going to be. Is it going to be open bar? Like, yo, guys, go ahead. You I know, doubt pop, it. Papa Bear's got the uh, my the guess gro- credit card is that there, it, it'll start that way. It'll be a very low limit, and then once we reach Two it, drinks. Yeah. Okay. Our boss doesn't really drink. No. You normally get a better bar deal with your Christmas party if your boss. Like party, right? He's getting sauced with you, right? No, our boss. Honestly, I don't know if our boss boss has ever been drunk. Like that's the claim that he makes is he has never been drunk in his life. Dude, I here's the thing, and it's a crime, so you shouldn't. Okay, but dude, how bad do you want? Because he'll eat anything you put in front of him. Oh yeah. So how bad do you just want to give him like five like weed gummies and just watch that <laughs> dude just like sit in the corner and like jaw off and like lick his lips all day and just like be like. Stone out of his mind, staring at the Christmas light, just in the Christmas bar, just all baked, telling yeah, everybody to go f themselves. I, I mean, he does it sober. <laughs> it's a good idea. Just get them all laced. My brother and I were talking about doing that because you know now in Vegas, you know the dispensaries are legal and all that, right? And so my brother was like, "Dude, maybe you should go get some weed gummies and get mom all lit up." <laughs> For like you know, Christmas Eve, maybe Christmas Day. You guys already pump drugs into her on a regular basis. I well, dude, I worry. So I said to my brother, I was like, "It's funny. Like, don't get me wrong. It would be hilarious, but the problem is, is that she's seventy. So if she freaks yeah. out, has a heart, heart attack, attack, and right, dies, right, right. We, dude, we ruin Christmas. I'm gonna need to take a couple of more days off of work for the funeral. Like, I don't know, David. Doesn't sound great. He's like, you're probably right. Which, by the way, yeah. So I talked to him a couple of times. Over the last few days. And they have not brought up to me the subject of Lou Graham banging my mom on the program. <laughs> okay. And so what I'm worried they're going to do is my brother's going to try to be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Funny Boy. And I'm going to show up Christmas Eve dinner and like they're going to invite Lou and there's just Lou Graham <laughs> hanging out at my mom's. Well, no, dude. It's Lou Graham as as your new stepfather. Why would you assume he's not going to be there, dude? He's, he's not my. Okay, so Lou Graham's kids go to the school where my mom teaches, and she's always telling me what a nice person he is, which is you know old person lingo for I want to jump his bones, right? I mean that's how I would imagine. Even though I want to jump his bones, as old people speak for I want to jump his bones, but I'm just telling. I'm thinking, dude. She's constantly telling me what a good dude he is. And it's like, well, either he's already drilled to the bottom of it, or she would like him to, which makes me uncomfortable. Because I must have listened to those records 10,000 times when I was a kid, and now it's like... Now you're going to be sitting on his knee telling him what you want for Christmas. Come here, Stansberry. Come sit on, come sit on Daddy Lou's knee. Yeah, <laughs> he was hot-blooded. Now he's hot Viagra'd out. The blood won't go where he needs it to anymore. 
So I'm worried that, that like, I'm being lulled into a trap there. Because normally my brother would call me and be like, what in the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> like Normally like my, my, my brother hears something like that. Like, he doesn't care what I admit about me. But when I get pretty personal about my mom, right, or and I do stuff like that, or even sometimes with the stuff about my dad, my brother will get like a little upset about what he hears on the program. Yeah, be like, what in the hell's the matter with you? It's not his decision, but it's his story, so I understand right. that was and there like, too. And, and considering that you and I both use our real names, there is a little bit of like you know, if you were Big Rig and I was Lunchbox, you could hide behind stuff and you could tell stories, and it wouldn't necessarily matter as much. And we would have been fired two years ago. <laughs> Big Rig and Lunchbox. But that's, there's truth in that, right? Because as I'm sitting here telling you how dysfunctional all that, right. how, how dysfunctional all that stuff was, it's not like my brother and his friends are going, "Well, it must have been normal for you, though, right?" So like, there's a little bit of that, and so like, he hasn't gotten on me about it. So I worry like they're gonna pull like the ultimate Christmas prank. I swear to God, dude, if me and Lou Graham go door to door Christmas caroling, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Facebook Live for sure. I mean, I'll do that, but like. Just singing cold as ice out there. Stansberry, Lou Graham, the Glenno Choir. They're all going to be there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I've accomplished as much in my life as the Glenno Choir at that point. Singing cold as ice, Lou, door to door. Let us in. Give me the eggnog. Who's Who's got the Rudolph booby sweater on? Point me in the right direction. Somebody's getting harassed. Let's go. Let's kick this party up. Lose like the next like celebrity to be like, taken down because he's just like groping chicks in the corner because I got him and my mom high on weed edibles. Dude, I got to tell you, best Christmas ever. There I am just bailing Lou Graham out of jail. I hope I have my names right. Like, right, like, right. Like, what if she was telling me about this about some other washed-up rock star, and I just, I, I thought it was Lou Graham. No, I'm pretty sure it isn't. He's not even in that band anymore. No, he's not. Was he? I was like, look this up. Was Lou Graham ever in Foreigner? Like, because I kept like yesterday, I was like, we may have screwed this up. Was he in that band? I don't know. They're playing July 10th. They are. You know what? We'll give you those tickets next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. You're a jerk. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And coming up momentarily, you're going to get hooked up with some tickets. Check out Foreigner, Whitesnake, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin. That'll be, I believe, July 10th. Blossom Music Center will get you in. Those tickets uh, go on sale, I believe, officially this morning, 10 a.m., so these are beat the box office that you'll get. BTBO is what we call them in the industry, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's, that's what we call them. So our boss was listening yeah. to the previous uh, segment. Yeah, he was. He says he's not eating anything that we give him at the holiday party. We were joking, saying we were going to give him some weed edibles, loosen him up a little bit. But it's against the law in Ohio, so like we shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would, I would agree. Yeah. Let's not admit to felony, or you know, with the, you know. That's pretty much my goal this year is to not get fired at the holiday party. We've, uh, we've got, we've got, I don't know, three weeks left in the year. You're right. Let's try to keep these jobs. Let's try to not be arrested. Let's not end up on the front page of the repository. Speaking of being arrested and being on the front page of the repository, dude, there was a huge day for law enforcement yesterday here in Canton, Ohio, as the Department of Justice announced multiple arrests. I believe it was ten of them. 
where 11, I'm sorry, 11 individuals have been indicted on charges of firearm trafficking, illegal sale of machine guns, and other violations. They say they have not located the whereabouts of Shantez Block and are asking the public's help in finding him. Okay. But the raids took place in Canton. They say are not related to the several raids carried out by federal agents up in the Cleveland area. Canton Police Chief Bruce Lover said the operation will make the city streets safer, pointing out that this year Canton, Ohio, has had 16 homicides, the most number of homicides it's ever had in one year. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I think it was earlier in the summer you and I were talking about it, and it was like, man, it just doesn't feel like it's been a violent year. And and then all of a sudden, these numbers, these bodies just kind of started stacking up on top of each other. Right. And um, it's, you know, it's it's sad, dude. It really is. You feel like there's positive things happening in this city when it comes to the revitalization of downtown, when you look at businesses that are opening the up. The Renker building just got sold. Right, right, right. right. Obviously, Hercules every, is getting ready to open. Everything going on with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the Village and all that stuff, and that all feels so positive. It all feels like there's so much momentum going. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And then you hear a very, like, punch-you-in-the-face number of 16 people dead by gun homicides. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like that that really is, it flies in the face and a little bit of the positivity that I think is, has existed recently. The police chief went on to say these type of cases are so important because these are the guns and individuals who have put that violence, that capability to take someone's life on the street. Kyle Walton, who is the assistant special agent in charge of the ATF Columbus Division, said this raid makes a difference in tackling violence in the community. One gun in the hand of the person who should not have it or uses it unlawfully or uses it to harm someone else. Getting that one gun off the street is one more person's life that could be saved possibly. Again, right. that was Kyle Walton. And I would agree with that. I, I Man, I had not realized we had hit 16 homicides this year. Yeah, and I know, you know, maybe 16 doesn't sound like astronomical. but You it's, know what people are going to say is, you know, Chicago has 40 in a weekend. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, so yeah, it may not be a ton in comparison to that. But for a city this size, it's way too many. Yeah, per capita, I mean. That's what you have to look at. It's per 100,000 residents right there. It's just interesting to note. I saw this last week. Chicago doesn't even crack the top five of gun violence in America this past year. And that's mind boggling to me. That truly is. We always hear Chicago, 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 Chicago. It's always like 30 dead shot. Not even not even in the top five. Cleveland was, I think, two or three and not even in the top five. uh, I'll pull it up. And I mean, I'll pull I'll pull I'll pull the numbers there. Man, Um, I'd almost be suspicious of that because of how much I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that almost sounds crazy Once again it's per capita there it's per 100,000 uh, so like that's smaller than Chicago considerably smaller than yeah. Chicago probably a quarter of the size of it you know what I mean so like 40 sounds you're right like those numbers get thrown around a lot um but it, it just doesn't necessarily always paint the entire picture when it comes to Canton and when it comes to this do you really think that this helps do you really think that 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 however many guns off the street yes. because the argument to be made there is well, there's another gun. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's a finite amount of gun. You know. Okay, I, I'm going to relate it back to when I borrowed the macaroni and cheese. Okay. And what you would always say is, yeah, but we could have had 41 boxes. So it's like, yeah, dude, like, you know, I when you're talking about guns in in the hands of illegal, you know, you know, and criminals and people who should not have them, I'd rather them have 40 than 41. You know okay. what I mean? It's a small drop, yeah. But but I can't. But I'm not going to get them all. Right. So I'll take the drops. And I'm not trying to like. I'm not trying to negate it. I'm not trying to say like wasn't even worth anything. It's just the argument always is is like well criminals will always find another and way. They will right? You know. And they will. But I think straight. Sometimes there are certain problems where you have to tilt at the windmills. Okay. And this is one of those things where you have to tilt at the windmills, and it's okay because what else are you gonna do? 
You know what I mean? Well, and, yeah. And, you, you can't just you know lay down on the other side and go, well, well whatever. Just let them do what they want. Y- yeah. When when you talk about the uh, you know 16, 16 homicides this year, yesterday I was at Project Rebuild talking to students, and this is obviously one of that's the things, where it's important right there. Well, this is one of the things that I brought up is that like you know, hey, over the course of the year, and it was it was mind boggling to me how many of those students knew somebody had a personal connection with somebody that that had been murdered. Um, but at the same time, a lot of them had the mind mindset of like, well, no matter what you do, it's not going to matter because that's how effed up things are here. And you're right. And my point yesterday and the point that I guess I was trying to to make to them is like, yes, I agree it's frustrating. I agree it feels overwhelming. I agree that this is a serious problem, but you have to do something. And you, you came, just can't. And you came here to Project Rebuild, meaning you see the benefits of of life and that there better are, decisions and right. that there's positivity out there. We're inundated with the negative information, right? You know what I mean. And so, yeah, I any strike you blow, I'll live with it. You know what I mean? Is it going to end everything tomorrow? No, but I know that nothing will. And so, again, like I said, there are certain problems where tilting at the windmills is all you're going to be able to do. So that's what you do. I, I know that it's not a security blanket for them, but I do like hats off to CPD, everyone that was involved in this. And hopefully these guys can go out there and feel a little bit safer today. I would think. You know what I mean? Just to go out there and at least, I mean, like I, I mean, said, do you think people feel bad? Imagine how those dudes feel. Right. When it's their job and they kind of see it's like, man, all we're doing is sticking, you know, fingers in dam holes right. trying to make sure the water doesn't come through and yet they still gear up and do that every morning and go out back out there and do it. I always say, man, like I know there are problems in police communities for sure, but like that yeah. fiber of that thing where you can do that every morning and not get discouraged by what it is. Like I always say about Ricky with random acts of kindness everywhere. It's like, dude, the world, all the world does is dump horrible news on that dude. And yet still there he is every day, positive. Like, let's keep going. There are great things we should be talking about. There's This is how we help this and this is how we do that. I'm, I don't know. I just marvel at people like that because I think I'm just a little bit of like, I'd be good for about six months. And then after a while, I'd be like, man, I'm not making a difference at all. <laughs> six, six, six days, six hours, six all minutes. All right, all right. I'll take the under on six months, you dick. <laughs> Foreigners playing July 10th. Let's send you right now. We'll take caller right. 15 right yeah. now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And more Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Back to the Stands Ratio. Online at WRQK.com. Missed yesterday's program. That was stupid. You can podcast it right there at WRQK.com. We were talking about Light Up Canton as that took place uh, last night. And for those of you that don't know, we have a great photographer here who's based out of downtown Canton, Joe Albert. And dude, again, like he just took a fantastic photo from what looks like he was like on the roof of the courthouse. And he over, right. you know, he's overlooking like, uh, you know, the ice rink there. And, you know, you got some of the fireworks off in the background. It's like, that guy, photography is one of those things where I've always been so interested in it. And yet, like, when I'm out trying to take photos of anything, like, I feel like, oh, my God, people are looking at me like I'm an idiot or, like, the, people are, like, worried that they're going to walk through my thing. And so, like, I rush and I don't do it right. But, like, I've always been very interested by it. And much like any other art form, when somebody's really good at it, the best thing you can say about their art is they make you feel like you could do it. Oh, yeah. It, it, it seems so effortless. I mean, photography as a whole, it's always been like, oh, what are you doing? Just pointing and clicking? Boy, you, it was you like know, the first artist. hipster pretentious thing. Um, and, but like that and playing the guitar barefoot in the field. 
But like he is, I mean, dude, he captured that event really well. And knowing when, good. knowing when to take the picture, knowing like the angles to be at, those are all like uh, you know, it is an art form. It is. It's it's knowing what to do there and like having that that you know something inside of you that just able enables you to do it. I could never be a photographer. It's 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 just like you, I don't have the eye for it. I'm terrible at taking pictures like with my phone. I, I, I can only imagine yeah. how bad I would be with an actual camera. Yeah, I I, I wish that was one of those things I, I, that I was proficient in. Um, uh, shout out to uh, downtown Canton and everybody who was a part of Light Up Downtown last night. It, it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, well, dude, what is it? Santa Claus comes and what do you get a hot chocolate? It's not that big of a deal, but like you know, we talk about 16 murders. At least there is something positive to counterbalance. That at least there is people who are trying to do something good. They say, dude, they're going to beef up police patrol in downtown between now and the holidays so people can come down and do some of their shopping down. Nice. And that, and that kind of stuff. Like they're going to beef up patrols. We've talked about it a million times. Downtown Canton, not nearly as dangerous as people perceive it to be. I don't feel like it is now. But if that is what it takes to get people to Arrowhead and that's what it takes to get people to, you know, uh, to, 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 the, to the different, you know, places down there, well, then so be it, you know? Yeah. So there's, uh, there's talk about an 0 16 winless parade for the Browns. Yeah. And they got corporate sponsoring now. Okay. Where Excedrin now is kicked into the like the GoFundMe or whatever like you know money generator site that the, this guy used. Chris McNeil is the guy. He's on social media, Reflog18, which stands for golfer, by the way. Um you know, he he did this last year, and you know, to his credit, they did put the money to the greater, you know, the the greater Cleveland Food Bank, I think is where the money went last right. year. Fifty grand is what they donated. And you bring up this parade, man, and it's like gun control. Like people got an opinion right away, whether they're whether they think it's funny or it's like you don't celebrate losing. What kind what kind of American are you if you celebrate losing? And I'm a little bit more towards that line, but I don't want to like go off the rails and be like I'm gonna mow you over with my car if you go, even though I'll terrify my wife to the point to where she has to sit in the bathroom and call the cops. Like, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, I'm not going to go that crazy. But there is a little bit like, dude, I don't know if I really want to, like, lock arms and, like, you know, you sing, you know, hey, Caroline, while we're all trying to figure out what we're, how we're going to pick up the pieces. Um, well, there, there's a couple of things there. Is like, as fans, there's not too many pieces for us to pick up. You know what I mean? So it's like, whether you go or you do not go, this isn't going to dictate the Browns' future. It's not like it's it's not like Jimmy Haslam's going to be there. It's not like Deshaun Kaiser's going to be there. It's not like Hugh Jackson's going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, if you as well, a, I don't know why that would matter. Well, I'm just saying, like, as you have a fan, it's 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 not like it's not like the people who are playing the game are embracing the losing. It's not like the people who are responsible for the wins are embracing the losing. Um, and it's it's not like truly a celebration, I feel like. It's much more of a mockery. It's much more of a of an FU to the organization as opposed to like, hey, we're really clapping for you here. Again, one of the reasons why I wouldn't go is because I don't think the Browns are the ones who get made fun of. I think when the cameras start to roll and the late night hosts are on it, you're the fodder. You're the idiot. It's no, dude, it's not going to be the Browns organization. It's going to be, look how pathetic Ohioans are. Like, look at what, like, that's what it's going to be. You are going to be the mockery. It won't be the team. It'll be your pathetic because you can't win anything that you had to create this. It will not be the Browns being dragged through the mud. It will be Ohioans. Mistake by the lake. You're going to hear all that stuff that they've been saying about this area since the sixth, since like 69. You're going to hear it all. 
and you are going to be the, the laughing stock, which was one of the reasons why I don't think I would want to go. Now, selfishly, would I want to see it, maybe? Yeah. The people watching would be fantastic, of course. And I think that they're going to get it this year because I don't see them winning a game this year. Everybody tells me, ah, in the end, they'll, they'll win one. I don't see oh, where they're going to get it. We're running out of opportunities here. Um, you know, Munch brought it up earlier, and I was a little surprised to hear this, but um, people within the Packers organization are concerned about their jobs if they lose to the they Browns. They should be. Which, I mean... They should be. That that really is a testament to how terrible this team is, that other teams are like, yo, if you lose, you're fired. <laughs> like, you're fired here. Um, they still have the Bears on the, uh, on, the, on, the, on the schedule, I believe, so hopefully that could be, be possibly the victory. We'll see. Um, but yes, at this point, it, you're running out of opportunities, you're running out of time, so I, 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 pre- I predicted it this year that the that the Browns were not going to go winless, but I don't know. It's what do you got? Four games left. Yeah, I think right. I just think the parade's kind of dumb. Like I, I like I, you know, I don't want to be the, one of these get off my lawn and like that. The, like I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go f- overboard. But like, it is kind of stupid. And it, it, let's be honest, this isn't about holding the Browns accountable. This is about this dude getting popular and being the thing in the moment right now. It's this guy. It's this. This is the that blogger mentality. Is that I will I will skirt what it takes to actually do it, and I'll just get retweets from sports accounts, and then I'll do an Owen sixteen parade. Now I'm not knocking it; it's actually a pretty smart system. And what his like when he hears this, what he'll say is, "Look at my Twitter followers versus his," because that's you know that's how those dudes like Twitter followers is those guys is Bitcoin. It's like that that's their currency. Where it's like, dude, ninety percent of those are bots or fake accounts. Like so, like that stuff never impresses me. Huge amounts of Twitter followers never impresses me because there are farms in India and Russia that you can just give money to, and they'll just assign a thousand followers to you. So I have no idea how much authenticity is in any of that. He's smart. He's getting his name out there, and he, he wants to build a brand for himself. And he's smart. He's doing a pretty good job at it. But let's not pretend that this is about holding the Browns accountable. This is about furthering his exposure. That's all it is. And he's going to exploit the hell out of you, and you're going to be called pathetic and losers on TV when you go, and he's going to laugh all the way to the bank over it. Because whatever he's doing, his podcast or his video views or whatever, are going to go through the roof off of your suffering. That's what this is about. Don't buy into the he's holding the Browns accountable. It's one of the most laughable things I've ever heard. I just... Go to the prey. Do it if you want. I just, I don't want to be one of the people when the TV cameras are rolling and when John Oliver and all those guys are being all snarky and their producers write them four funny jokes about how pathetic it is to be from Ohio, I don't want to be standing next to it. I know how pathetic it is. I've lived here my whole life. I know how bad the Browns are. I don't got to go stand there in solidarity with you. If I was going to stand there with a bunch of losers wanting the Browns to win, I'd go to the goddamn game. Why am I going to the parade? More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Over the past five years, it's what it's really been is I've been hearing people talk about their student loans and how unfair they are and the amount of money it takes to go to college and it's unfair and and, and the practices are mean and now now I owe all this money forever for this incredibly valuable thing I got and the world's against them, right? Like, it's just against them. 
And I've always said about this that college is too expensive and that we should look into how we have to pay for it. But ultimately, what goes into you not feeling like your student debt is worth the money that you're paying for it is because you chose a degree that isn't valuable in today's world. That you didn't think about your life 40 years down the road. You thought about it the way you wanted to do at 19. You didn't think about where you wanted to be at 60. You thought about where you wanted to be at 19. And so now you're stuck with this thing that's a ton of money that you, don't, that you no longer want. That's primarily where the regret of student loan comes from. Right? I know that because everybody I know went to college and I talked to them and I listened to them and that's what they bitch about. And I'm going to prove it right here. Okay, my student, lo- my student debt is the worst thing in the world. It's, it's the government working against me. Well, they did a poll and it turns out most college grads, recent college grads would not give up their social media platforms to wipe out their student loan debt. Like that's just crazy. Like that's just stupid. Only 50% of people who owed less than $30,000 said they would give up Twitter. For, uh, yeah, I mean, that is crazy, dude. We're talking about a, a salary's worth plus of, of, of money that you owe, a year's worth of work. How could you not think that that was worth uh, giving up Instagram? Social media. Yeah, I mean, like, now it's not... <laughs> And it, 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 this is this is this is a debt that you're going to be done with. Period. End of the story. I, I I can't even begin to imagine how 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 addicted you are to social media if you truly feel that Students way. Students or previous grads, sorry, who owed less than thirty thousand dollars. Forty five percent of them say only forty five percent say they would be willing to move to a new state to wipe out that debt. You mean to tell me, dude, you'll wipe out like? Let's say, well, 30, let's say $29,000 and all I got to do is move to Pittsburgh. Well, the only thing I'll say about that is when you move away from your support system, life does become more expensive. So, you know, when you could, when you could avoid childcare costs because your, your mom's close by, there's value in that. There's at least some sort of like, well, financially that might be worth something to me, but I mean, in my opinion, no, I'm, I'm moving. All right. There's truth in that. You know, be, some people want to be close to home. Right, and, and, and that, that's worth something. It's probably yeah. different. The it do- might be worth something to other people. I don't view it as worth it, but I get what you're saying. The dollar amount's going to be worth different amounts to different people, but yeah. I get that. I do. Yeah, all right, all right. Maybe I'll give you that one. You know what's interesting is we're constantly hearing how younger and younger people don't really want to be on Facebook as much, and they're, they're quick to adapt all these other new technologies. Right. The one they want to keep the most is Facebook. It's interesting. Strange there. We'll move over to thirty to sixty thousand dollars. Okay, forty-four percent of those people said they would change a profession to wipe out their student debt. What? How could that number not be closer to ninety? Like outside of doing something you absolutely love, and even that. I mean, like if somebody walked up to me and said, "Hey, we'll pay you the same exact amount of money that you get paid, and we'll wipe out all of your debt, but you can no longer do the radio show. You got to go do this." And it was something I didn't hate. I'm doing that. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about, I would assume probably, you know, you got $30,000 worth of debt. You're paying hundreds of dollars per month on that. And just think about, like, how much that would change your financial picture. Just well, think miss about, two payments. Right, exactly. Miss two exactly. payments and see what happens to your life, right? So thirty dollars to $60,000, at that point, only 64% of them would give up Facebook. Again, I expected that number to be closer to ninety. And and and, and you got to think here too. If you're asking about one specific social media platform, would they give up Facebook? Would they give up Twitter? Would they give up Instagram? It's like, dude, they if, break it down by separate. If, if if I could give up Facebook, but I could still have Twitter and eliminate, why wouldn't you? You still have the opportunity to. It's not all social media. There. I would have put all my eggs in one of the baskets and kept the other two. Right? But like you know what I mean? 
Now, more than $60,000. Now, again, you start racking up the money, people will get more logical, right? I would imagine. Oh. So they say there, 62% would move to a new state for wiping out $60,000 worth of debt. 71% would give up Twitter. 72% would give up their Facebook. And that number was tied at 72 for giving up Instagram if they owed more than $60,000. Here's why I think I would get off of all of them if this, if this hypothetical was to be presented as true in my life is that these are the social media platforms that are popular now. So get off those. They're, they create like new ones of these every day. What's, right. what's the next Snapchat going to be? What's the next thing? You're gonna, it's not like you're going to be disconnected forever. You're disconnected for nine months. And let's be real here, too. It's not like you're truly disconnecting in the sense of, like, you're still going to have emails. You're still going to have your phone. You're still going to have the million other ways that we are connected to each other. It's not like we're asking you to stop all contact with your family. You know what right. I'm saying? You're like, going to murder your mom for sixty right, grand. Would right. you punch your friend for $10,000? Of course I'd punch my friend for ten grand. They're annoying um, yes but like this is stupid means this is this is social media it's one aspect of like what digital life is nowadays so listen to this 30 to sixty thousand dollars 43 percent of them said they'd give up alcohol forever now again my guess forever? my guess is that's that that's your youth there that's youth showing its teeth there forever. because my guess is the older you get a the more you start to value the money that you a have and right. B O, you start to value that more, right? And your life becomes less about woo, happy yeah. hour, stay out tonight, get party now. Your life becomes more about Chinese food and Netflix. But, like that's but, it's just it's just the truth. But dude, still no like uh, giving it up. Maybe ah. now maybe maybe I'm putting this too far through the Stansberry filter. All right, because dude, if you told me, and I don't even owe a lot of money. I bet everything I owe all in is under ten grand. As a matter of fact, I know it is. All right? So I don't even know a ton of money. Right? So if... I don't know if I would give it up for 10 But if I owed $60,000 and somebody said to me, you can never have booze ever again. I don't... I mean, I like beer. I was talking earlier on the show. Like, I want to go out this weekend and get a little, you know, drink a little too much and see what happens. I want to do it. I like it. I like a good IPA now and again. But I think I could go without liquor and booze and beer if my debt got wiped out. $60,000. That's a lot of money, Matt. Yeah, I mean, it is, but at the same time, like... I mean, because here, here's another filter. Here, here's another reason to think about it. It's not just the sixty grand they are taking away the debt of. All I gotta do is give up booze? Think about how much money I'm saving. Yes. Drinking is wildly expensive. Yes, going out to bars certainly is, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a part of 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 good times. You know what I'm saying? So if it's not it's not uh, so much now that's worth money. It's not so much right that I would that I'm like, well, dude, no, I have to. I gotta slam Miller lights at my house and just get wasted. But that loss of like uh, backyard barbecues, and yes, you can still go and going to Buzzbin and watching like, you know, a crappy band. You know what I mean? You can and do like, that sober. Those right, but it's but it's not you, but we don't. You don't have that social lubricant going. You don't yeah. have that like that openness and that freeness and that funness. Your, rela- does. your relationship status would weigh in there, right? Because if you're married already right, and you got the kids, right. it's like, I don't need the social lubricant as much. I got all that stuff that comes with trying to chase down hoes in a bar. Yeah, I mean, and that's definitely something that, you know, case by case is going to change. But still, I just feel like the concept of like having that fun is worth something to me. Again, here's an easy one for me. And you wouldn't think because of how much I talk about how much I love food. But if you owed more than $60,000, these are, these are people who graduated college who have student loan debt who talk about the things they would give up if they could have that debt wiped out. 
55% of them said they if they owed more than $60,000 would never go to their favorite restaurant ever again. And again, easy. One restaurant? Easy. Easy. Yeah, one restaurant? Easy. Now, if you said you never get to eat out again, that or, might be different. Right. If you made it broad, like no more pizza, no more sushi. If you left it up to the, like the type of food, yes, I love basil. It's one of my favorite places to get sushi. But if somebody says, hey, dude, we'll give you 60 grand not to go there ever again for the rest of your life. Right. Dude, what's up, wasabi? I'm going to be your best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's just uh, just welcome to it. It's just like I, I thought these numbers were going to be higher when asking people to give up these very easy things. And moving to a new state, I would do that just because I believe heavily that all human beings should move and live in multiples of states before you die. I just believe it's beneficial, helps you. I believe it's helped me. And so, like, I would do that. Living in their freshman dorm for another year was, like, the least favorite thing they would want to have to do to wipe out their college debt. Now, I never lived on campus. I have. So I would imagine giving, not having to do that again would be great. I don't know, dude. There's always a part of me, and considering I dropped out of college, there's always a part of me. And you know, years ago, this was a little bit more. That was like, dude, you should just go be a freshman again. I was in my late twenties, and I was like, dude, you know what? Van Wilder, like, just go live in the freshman dorms again, dude. Like, you didn't graduate, you could totally go do that. Yeah, dude, they got twenty one hoes on like Instagram <laughs> and like tw- you know Tinder now and Twitter. Like, dude, you don't need to do that anymore, man. Like, honestly, dude, you know, your dude, your Twitter inbox could be your freshman dorm. That that place sometimes can be. Fantastic. We have some can charge tickets, and we also have this uh, this very interesting story about a porn star who took her own life. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything yesterday, podcast it at WRQK.com. News was breaking a little bit yesterday that... Uh, the adult video world lost one of its fastest rising stars. One of uh, one of the hot newcomers there. Actually, I believe she won the cutest newcomer in the industry in 2015. Won a couple of uh, adult video news industry awards. She was actually nominated for female performer of the year at January's AVNs. August Ames took her life. Hung herself, from what I understand. She was really good looking too. Like not just in like, oh, she's hot and she's having sex. Like you know, she was like, just pretty. Well, like, yeah. Sometimes, honestly, like sometimes you'll watch porn and you'll see a chick and it's like, yeah, dude, you were born for porn. Like you just look like this is what you're supposed to do. Shyla Styles. Yes, you Shyla Styles I mean? looks like she's just catching. Yes, right, absolutely. Right, was designed for, for D. Like a lot lizard. Like that's what Shyla Styles kind of looks like. Like a hot one, but that's what she looks like to me. Right, and. Where some of those girls, sometimes you'll watch porn and you're like, oh, sweetheart, where did it go off the rails? Like, you're too pretty for this. Like, you're, you're not hot. You're pretty. Like, how did, like, how did this happen? And then, you know, I guess that that's me being a little judgmental. I mean, ultimately it happened because that's what they felt like they wanted, what to, they do. wanted to do. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you, you can't always make it about, you know, awful family lives and th- stuff like that. I feel like those, sometimes those stereotypes are perpetuated and they're not, you know, all that, you know, often really all that true. Um, as a matter of fact, I believe it was Katie Morgan. You know, people always say, you know, well, porn stars, they're just dumb and they just want to have sex on film. But Katie Morgan had like a genius IQ. Like she was like something else. And it's like, you know, and people would have never known that. But August Ames took her life. And they're now, they're now suggesting that at least one of the factors that went into this was online harassment. And I remember saying about um, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. 
You know, it was like a week before the guy died, two weeks before the guy died, something like that. He was like begging people on Twitter, stop making fun of the record. Like, I mean, I- I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he was saying. He was begging people not to make fun of the record. And then all of a sudden he ended up, you know, taking his own life. And I said, guys, you have to imagine that some of this went into this, right? So then they started to look at why August Ames was being harassed. And she found out that a guy she was set to work with was in the industry known as a crossover artist. For those of you that don't know, in the porn world, what that means is, is that you're willing to do male-female scenes, but you're also either still willing to or have at one time been willing to do male-male scenes. And she did not want to work with a crossover artist. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'm going to assume that that's not necessarily rare because it seems to me, and maybe this is just one of those porn stereotypes you hear, is that gay porn pays more for dudes than straight porn. And a lot of dudes have been like, well, if that's how I have to start, gay if, that's for how I, right, if that's how I have to you know, make my way in the industry, that's how you know, the guy decides to do it. So she kind of tweeted out, and uh, like she had found out. That And they weren't going to tell her. Like, they didn't tell her, hey, this guy's a crossover artist. Like, the agents didn't tell her. She found out by doing research. Do you think that that's standard? Like, is that normal? I... So I, I, I have talked to a retired porn star. We're friends. She lives up in Akron. I'm going to give you a couple of quotes from hers here in a minute. And so people attacked her, and they spun it as homophobia. Like, she didn't want to do this because she's homophobic. And she says, whichever lady, this was, this were tweets from August Ames account, whichever lady performers replacing me tomorrow for this shoot, you're shooting with a guy who has shot gay porn, just to let you know, BS is all I can say. Do agents really not care about who they're representing? I do my homework for my body. And then people then attack her. You're a homophobe, right? She says, I have nothing to apologize for. Apologizing for taking extra steps to ensure that my body is safe. F you guys. Attacking me when none of my intentions were malicious. I like that part because she's right. She goes, I love, she, you know, she uses some swear words here. I love the gay community. What the F ever. I choose who I have inside my body. No hate. Fair. I'm, uh, yeah, I can live with that. I, I don't um, think that's homophobic. It's not homophobic. What, what What is the concern that she has there is that she's going to get AIDS? So I asked. And again, we have a retired AVN Hall of Famer who lives in the Highland Park area of Akron. We've become friendly over the last couple of years. She interacts with me a lot in social media. And sometimes I will lean on her for information along these stories. She happened to be listening this morning. She goes, I got a ton of information on August. Okay. I'm willing to fill you in. So, right. So we've been emailing back and forth. Right. I, I asked her, I said, was she right to turn down working with this artist? And she says, absolutely. And I, so I, the, my next natural conversation or the, you know, question would be, what is the media not telling me? Right? And her answer is, the media is not telling you that the gay side doesn't test and 50% are HIV positive. She goes, we discovered that the dude running the Free Speech Coalition is sneaking undetectable HIV-positive performers back into the talent pool. This is all connected. If you read her original tweet, she was warning talent that LA Direct Models, which I am guess is, is like who sends porn stars where, okay. wasn't going to tell her, and she found out by doing on her, her own research. She agrees with me. They spun it as homophobia. They discovered that the straight side's testing system is flawed because they use the, the NAT test. I don't know what that stands for. I apologize. That measures viral loads so someone who has HIV positive but undetectable can slip through and not disclose your status when the 
And, and like, if you slip through and don't disclose your status, that's a crime. The only people who defended her was this person, Kelly and Melissa. And now I'm pissed, and I will make them pay. She says, "Isn't isn't one of the, the the things that people always say about AIDS is that you know it can lay dormant in your system. You're not necessarily going to know it, heterosexual or homosexual, and like." She's saying that people know what their status are and they, not revealing and okay. they and they put them back in the talent pool anyway. Oh, well, God, no, I mean, if that's the case, then and like that whole thing needs to be shut down. If it's LA Direct Models or whatever the hell that is, I would agree. I mean, come this on. what she's saying here is that August Ames found this out about this actor and was started through research, started finding more and more of this stuff out, had basically said, look, I'm not willing to work here. But again, what does Twitter do? Twitter looks for the big controversy of the day and everything is spun as racist, homophobic, transphobic, or whatever online. In reality, no, there was, again, sure enough, follow the money. There was money and people on the other side accusing this woman of being homophobic and getting their fans to hit retweet as many times there's money in, 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 in calling people racist or homophobic. There's money in it. I'm always telling you that. And so, look, I don't think this is the only reason this woman took her life. Okay? And I don't want to be judgmental, especially as I told you, I'm just leaning on an AVN Hall of Famer to give me some of this info. But I believe that some of the stereotypes that are that, that are that surround porn are true, and I don't think that every person that goes into that industry is mentally healthy enough to handle what comes with that industry. No, I mean that's just the truth of it. Yeah, I don't know if that was true of August. I'm saying I know other women who have been in this industry who have said to me when they got out, "I should have never done that. I don't know who the hell I was. I don't know what the hell I was thinking." You've got a group of people that <laughs> large, and I mean, I know it doesn't seem necessarily like it's it, like but this job. Not right. everybody doing this is mentally healthy right. enough to I do mean, it. Not everybody doing any job. I mean, we can, pl- we can apply that across the board right there. Um, I-, I will say there probably is a little bit of, especially when you consider that job and what would come with that and what a head F that would be to be a porn star because, like, it would be. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I'm sure there's a ton of great perks. I'm sure there's a ton of awesomeness. But deep down inside, when you know the world is masturbating to you, yeah, that's flattering. But at the same time, it's going to F with your head a little bit. Um, I think porn companies probably do have a bit of responsibility there to be more proactive about giving their talent, giving their stars, giving their employees uh, mental health checks and be making sure that they are, 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 are in a good place, not only physically, but a good place mentally as never, well. Never happened. Well, y- yes, but... I mean, that, dude, that business is dirty. And you know why? It's because you, I, and the rest of America doesn't care how it goes down. You don't care what happens to sex workers. So secretly, even if you found out... Let, and I don't know this to be true, but even if you found out they were just pumping chicks full of drugs on the sets of those movies just to get them to do whatever they wanted because they knew they were drug addicts. And I'm not saying that's what's happening. I'm, I'm not even like suggesting it. But if you, what I'm saying is if you found that out, you wouldn't care. You don't care what happens to Phoenix Marie. You don't care what happens to Rachel Starr. As long as she twerks for 30 seconds and then does every dirty thing you want her to do and the video's free on Pornhub, you love her. You don't really care what happens to them at all. And so anything in the world could be happening to these men and women who work in this industry because we don't care. And if we cared, things would be different. But we don't. Because what, you know what we don't want? We don't want to, one of the reasons why we won't do it and why we'll never care about sex workers is secretly then, if we start to care about their causes, then we're going to have to pay for their art. And you don't want to do that. You like the fact that your porn's free. This is a sad story. I'm not sure it was solely this. We don't know who she was. I can tell you this. I'm constantly told about how much money these women make. Oh, it's the money that draws them to it, right? It's the money, the money, the money. August Ames shot 270 films in four years. 
two hundred and seven. If they make that much money, what the hell are they doing making three hundred movies in four years? Tom Cruise makes a lot of money, makes two movies a decade. See what I'm saying? They're not making as much money as you think they are. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rocks 9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. I, all right. I was going to stay away from this, but this is crazy. This Roy Moore story. This Senate candidate yeah. from Alabama? Yeah. Like, dude, this is nuts. Yeah. Like, dude, this is... Cr- dude, we're reaching... We, well, by the way, it's been months we've been reaching crazy status with this dude. By the way, Al Franken resigning. Done. Yeah. Yanking himself out of there. Good. Right. Should. Right. Exactly. But Roy Moore, the Alabama Senate candidate, under fire for alleged sexual misconduct with teenage girls when he was in his 30s. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the part that was happening in his 30s. This quote is new. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the part that was happening in his 30s. I dude. misconstrued this story. My age and having relations with 14-year-olds, that that's crazy to me. Not only is that like, I mean, like morally reprehensible, but like imagine dating a 14-year-old. I think about Ugh. how terrible that would be, like having to like talk okay. to a teenager. I, Ugh. I, dude, I will tell you, and, and if Anton will tell you, I, I, I've been struggling. Because there, there's a young woman, she's about 21, who has expressed a little bit of interest in hanging out with me. And so we'll talk occasionally, and there's sometimes where I'm like, dude, she's not even getting these references because she wasn't alive. Like, maybe, Oh, yeah. And, and it puts me in the zone of, like, dude, maybe I shouldn't do this. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, even with my girlfriend, who's seven years younger than me, I'm like, I'm like, you haven't, oh, you've never seen that movie, you don't know that song, you don't know what I'm talking about You don't know here. why Family Guy's funny. Right, right, but like, but, 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 I mean, dude, that's, that's two decades, that's 20 years, and they're still a teenager, at least once you get over the hump of 18, it's like, yeah, we're all 18, we're all, we're all, we're all adults at that point. Yeah, that's like, why I keep bringing it up because you keep telling me it's all right. <laughs> you know what I mean, that's why I keep bringing it up. But at an event earlier this year, somebody in the audience asked Roy Moore for his opinion on the last time America was great. You know, because he's part of that Trump thing, make America great and all that. And I cannot believe this response. Roy Moore responded, I think it was great at the time when families were united, even though we had slavery. They cared for one another. Our families were strong. Our country had a direction. The individual who asked the question was among the few African-Americans in attendance at the rally. We had, even though we had slavery. Bro, let me just, let me just give you, let me just, I'll always paint it with this brush. Okay? I have what is considered to be a public eye job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I came in here and this show this morning was about, and even though it was about Lou Graham banging my mom all day, <laughs> but if I came in here and this show was about the fact of me telling you about the sexual conquest of me and a 14-year-old, right. and then I said slavery was, like, dude, America was kind of cool when that was happening, and apparently, I'm going to paraphrase here, there was a quote from Roy Moore that, like, where he agreed with somebody that, that America might be the axis of evil. With Putin. With Putin, yeah, over what? Because of gay marriage? Yeah, because of gay marriage. He 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 said, well, maybe there's a point there, you know. Hey, that America's maybe, evil because we embrace we these things. Correct. So because we embrace gay marriage, we might be evil. The last time America was great is when when Americans could own other people, and it's okay to bang a fourteen year old. Dude, if I did any one of those three things, you would never hear from me ever again. Yeah. The world would make sure. Yeah. So let me get this straight. 
If that's too far of a bar for some idiot to tell you about public masturbators in Walmart and give you foreigner tickets, then why are we putting these people in the Senate? Yeah, at this point, I mean, it really, it really, to me, is no longer about policy. It's no longer about politics. It's no longer Your side, about Your side, my party. side. Who cares? This right. is just nuts. Right. That, that's exactly it. At, at anybody, in any, no matter what your stances are on things, whether I agree with you or not, if these are the things you have done in your life, it's unacceptable. You and I disagree a lot about policy, politics, what to do, where the money goes, where this and that. But we're both on board of, dude, yeah. you wait till she's 18 right. and don't secretly sit there and wait with like the advent calendar until right. she turns 18 and, and 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 don't and don't be like oh yeah slavery not all that bad but i guess and ah, that's a bad one now the point the point like here, the original my bad the the point here to make is is i guess if you're looking at it from the perspective of like well i wouldn't have been a slave therefore maybe it was good back then maybe life was better in the 1950s before the civil rights era better for me you know what I'm saying? Not better for all Americans, okay. but as a white heterosexual male, dude, life in the 50s is pretty all right. Like any other American person, there are times where occasionally I would be guilty of answering a question in that regard and only putting it through my personal filter. Right. Right? Right. Like anybody else. Right. That's going to happen occasionally. But if you wanted to make, you could have made the same argument and you didn't have to go all the way back yes. to slavery. You could have went to the 70s. When, when everybody had like a job and every, you know what I mean? You could have went that, you could have just done that. I always think it's interesting to ask people that and, and, and people who are hardcore into the MAGA camp and to the make America great again camp is when did you, when do you want to make America great again? You want to say the seventies when murder rates were through the roof and cops were being mowed down. I mean, literally yeah, it, the highest, the highest, that rate, was a tough decade, the highest rate yeah, of crime in the history of the country. Oh, New York city in the seventies was off the I hook. mean, well then let's talk about the fifties. You mean when the corporate tax rate was up over 50%, so that's when you want to go back to, and that's why there was a booming middle class. It's like, you pick the decade, and I'll show you something where it's like, eh, is that really, is that really what you want well, here, that's or just do you it. just want to live Leave It to Beaver again? There's no good times. There's no good times. There's no great time in, in the country. There were always problems. There was always strife. There was always this. It's just you're forced to live through these ones now, so it feels worse to you. And so, of course, you look back at your parents and go, oh, give me my dad's problems. Wow, so great back then. Give me my dad's problems. Give me my grandfather's problems. Of course. And yeah, would it be? Would I rather live on a nice piece of land, one house, not see my neighbors, work the land, do all that stuff? Yeah, that'd be great. But it, I, I don't want to own other people, right? That just doesn't seem right. Like, I, Stansberry with the hot take. I don't want to own other people. I, I know. As, as I was saying that, I was like, I don't know. How's this going to be construed? Like, well, are people going to? But like, you shouldn't own other people, right? I mean, you can borrow them for some money. That's what's happening right now. You know what I mean? iHeart's borrowing me for some money right now. That's all right. They're paying me. That's a different thing. It's a different system. But I cannot believe that you could have a triple. Dude, those are three. Dude, no big bucks. Those are three whammies <laughs> right down the middle. Press your luck. He has failed the game. And yet that dude's going to say, dude, he's going to win. Probably. He's I, going I, to I, win. I, I, if I was a gambling man, I'd bet. I'd if bet yes. I can't host Rock 1069 saying those things, you should not be able to hold a Senate seat saying those things, right? Now I know what people are going to say. What are they going to say? I know what people are going to say. Well, you know, grab him by the vagina. And that dude's in the White House. By that, by your logic, Stansberry. And again, we know the things with Roy Moore to be true. 
I don't know that about Donald Trump. I am. I tend to believe women who have come forward and accused him. I would agree with them. But we know the Roy Moore thing is true. Uh, I mean, he's denied all allegations. I mean, well, but again, didn't the local cops say we knew? It's the thing in that. Well, fine. That's the thing about Roy Moore, Fantone. There's more than one. Saying that the country was great when we had slavery and then saying, what was it? That America like is evil because of homosexuals. Because we, we, we embrace homosexuals? I mean, that's insane. That's something you weren't even allowed to say in 85, right? Like, I don't even think, dude, when's, when's the last time you could openly say that? It's been a while, right? At least it should have been a while. It should have been never. I cannot believe what's happening right now. And again, I know what's going to happen. People are going to hear me and think that I'm making this about the one side. Limtard! It's not it. That's not it. I'm a dude yank out, franking out. Happy to see it. Should go. And honestly, shame on him for like throwing shade at the other side saying, you know, it's ironic. No, no, it's not ironic. You did something wrong too, Al Franken. Shut your mouth. Take your punishment and leave. But so should Roy Moore. This is pathetic. I can't believe this is going to be a thing. Charge tickets up for grabs. That'll be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. A friend of mine said to me the other day, uh, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, Take a hike. I thought I like women. Women, 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 women. And here he is, having the time of his life. And there's those big rings It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You on bad doing this, dumb ass, yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole. And you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. Although we have a representative in Congress who they say was here a long time ago. They call her Pocahontas. What? You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That gonna make you slap somebody. Keep bending over like that. It's a nice deal. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm 46 years old. You know, bring your kids everywhere. I have to take off my shoes. I just want you guys to know I'm fully in the middle of a blacklist. So kiss my black. I'm unhappy. I'm made to feel uncomfortable by the smooth stylings. As a matter of fact, you know what? This is pretty funny, dude. Corey tweets in and says, Dude, the shows were hilarious this week. Hashtag hot-blooded. Hashtag daddy Lou. Hashtag Sue knows what love is. Oh, my dear God. My mom just spooning with Lou Graham. I don't know why. (laughs) Apparently because I don't want to read at night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Apparently that's why why it is. Brett writes in and says, "Dude, I work in Alabama once a week for my job. Roy Moore not going to win." 
I'm going to disagree, but I guess you're down there. You know what I mean? Like, it seems to me, but... I would think. Tim right in and says, it's interesting that even if the belief is that he shouldn't hold public offices, we're talking about Roy Moore now, yeah. it's that he's being voted in, not appointed. The people are the ones choosing him. He says, I agree with you, but you know, you got to remember that. It's like the people are making that choice. That's what I'm saying. You're making the wrong choice. Is that, is that, yeah, ultimately I think that was my point. And then I find it very interesting that you would, you would use a more discerning line for your choice of who would entertain you versus who would represent you. Like, why is the line, why would that, why would the things that Roy Moore has done be way over the line for somebody who entertains you for 10 minutes on your way into work and yet the person who could set policy for the rest of your life? Here's the thing is that, yes, you and I are like, oh, my gosh, having relations with a 14 year old, with a teenager, um, so morally reprehensible. What a terrible thing to do. And yes, you're right. If this were you, this would be a line too far for this company, a line too far for this audience. Hopefully a line too far. <coughs> Honestly, bro, if it comes out like, yo, hey, Stansberry's banging out and, and he's not. But if it comes out, I'm going to have an issue with that. I don't know if I can continue this relationship, but people have made this exception before, dude. People have. And when it comes to David Bowie. And oh my God, David Bowie died. It was so sad. Yeah, Steven but Tyler. And I mean, those dudes were banging teenagers on a regular basis oh, in the 70s. Okay, again, did it in the 70s when people cared less or did not know, did not have the information, right? Okay. okay? The, I'm willing to bet there are a lot of people who heard what you just said that don't know the history of those two dudes banging young women. Right. And, and all rock stars of that era, dude. Those are just the two examples yeah. I point to. I mean, often. do you think those guys were checking IDs backstage? Come on. No, they weren't. Like, I know many 16 year old girls slipped through the class. You know the cracks of, of a backstage pass. Here's the difference. Lot. Here's the difference of that, and the thing that I'll say is different about Rob Lowe, who had sex with a teenager and didn't necessarily know it, thought she was of age. There's a difference between that and like preying on high schoolers in the mall. You know what I'm saying? Neither are acceptable to me. If you have sex with somebody under the age of 18, I have a major problem with that. Yeah. But there's a major difference between, oh my gosh, dude, she was in the bar with a fake, with ID. A fake ID. How was I supposed to know that? You know, even that, dude, it doesn't make David Bowie acceptable to me, but still, you can draw lines of differences there. Uh, 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 yes, okay. There there would be murky situations that could come up with that. Right. And I, so, you know, you're making the thing out, oh, people have made this exception before, but again, I would expect people to make the exception for somebody who's giving them the art that they want. Right. But yet, my government, no. But now it's like that's flipped. My government, yeah, because then the left won't win and I get my guy. I don't care what happened. That's nuts. That is nuts. That you that, that that you would you you would be out the in the front lawn of the radio station with pitchforks and rightfully so yeah, you should be. calling for my head yeah, you should and so be. like I don't understand this is a vote too if you guys stopped listening and the ratings take a you know seismic plummet guess what's going to happen iHeart's going to pull me in there and go look bro they don't like you the way they used to get out. Uh, dude, and honestly, I, you can't argue with it. You know what I'm saying? Like Everybody knows the rules of the game. That's the way it's supposed to go there. I just, I don't understand that. Like, why, dude, if I slip up and say the wrong thing in here, never heard from ever again. This dude legitimately, they ask him, when was America great? When we had slavery? Nothing. Nobody bats an eye. Are there people that agree with that? Are enough people in Alabama, enough voters in Alabama that oh, agree God, with that? I hope are there not. enough voters in Alabama that agree that America is evil because homosexuals are allowed to live their lives here? I mean, like, See, are, that's... Now, what you're bringing up there is an interesting point is because back in the day before the internet you could do that you could speak if you were running for a position of office in alabama you could speak alabama 
Like, you could just stand at the podium and just Alabama it right out. Like, we don't like this. We don't like that. And this is why you need me, because we don't like this. And I would have never known. Right. The plane dealer was never going to write that story. Well, yeah, but I, as an Ohioan, don't have a say in it. I can be pissed as I want to be about Roy Moore, but I don't get a vote in it. I'm not a part of that. It doesn't matter what my opinion on this I is. I just, dude, the world is upside down. It's a little crazy. A little, little stranger things like, right there, living in the upside like down. Like, Fantone said to me the other day, he's like, or not even the other day, just earlier this morning, he's like, we were talking about this Roy Moore thing off the air, and he said, he's like, dude, I'm not even shocked. Like, I'm just not even shocked. And I no. said, I said, I don't know if this makes a whole lot of sense, but I'm still shocked at how not shocked I am, I guess. It's like, we're one of those things. I'll just catch myself like two, three times a week. Like, dude, what do you mean you're not like flipping tables over this? It's, it's, it is. And it's comparable in, in the, what do I want to say? The, 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 it's comparable to school shootings in the sense of once that, that's first, always my analogy. Once that right. first happened, we, we all were like, oh my God, jaws on nuts. the ground. And I think, you know, but yeah, now you almost wake up and expect it. Right. Three, you know, oh, three kids shot in a school and it's just like, yeah, Whatever. All right. As a matter of fact, that happened, and it, it didn't right. even make they the rundown. Right? Barely made the news yesterday, and that did happen. I don't know, man. That's nuts. And again, like, I don't want anybody like walking away feeling like, oh, he's attacking my side Lips of the political aisle. Because I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just saying, man. Like, there, like that worries me that people will have a higher standard for what the idiot who hosts mornings at Rock 106.9 will say and do versus people. Dude, I can't set policy for you. No. Nor should I. No. No, should I? I'll just give you my my half-assed, you know, non-educated opinion on it once somebody passes the law. Then I'll tell you why it's not right. That's my job. But at the end of the day, like, I just think that that's crazy. I'm sorry, man. That's just nuts. A couple of programming notes here. We are off on Monday. Okay. We are taking that nice. day. Love it. It's our last fine, uh, It's our last vacation day. And actually, we will start our vacation on the 22nd. Uh-huh. Of December, looking forward to that. You're working. Uh, you're working the charge game tonight. Uh, are you charge not? game tonight. Uh, I would invite everyone to come out, man. Tickets started just a bucks. They are still available to you at CantonCharge.com or stop by the Civic Center, Civic Center box office. And that Christmas bar tomorrow night, right? Christmas bar tomorrow night. Christmas bar Sunday. All right, no Monday night. Yeah, bro, your your boys got a lot of work coming up soon. Yeah, catch uh, uh, catch work. all catch all Rudolph out there making tatties. <laughs> Wear your Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer booby sweater, and, and, and dude, and you'll be there on the twenty first there, a little, little company Christmas. Yeah, party. our company Christmas party is at three o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon on a Thursday because my boss has never had a beer in his life, so he doesn't understand how bars work. It'll still be fun though, hopefully. No, I'm just trying to backpedal. It's going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> we do have uh, charge tickets for you. Let's give you those. Caller ten Enjoy. right now. One eight hundred. Two four three seven six two five. Aside from that, we're done for the weekend. We'll not be back at it till Tuesday morning, live at six a.m. You guys have a safe weekend. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock one zero six nine.